Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about new music. Yeah, specifically stuff that's come out during quarantine and a little bit before that maybe, but anyone that's on our radar normally who's dropped during this time, basically. Yeah, shit we've been waiting for, stuff we weren't expecting, all that good stuff. And then we'll pro-con it on the scale, you know, light, solid, heavy, etc., give a brief explanation but yeah i mean just trying to put you guys onto some new stuff or scare you away from it yeah exactly <laughs> first up is pop all right to start off we're gonna go with justin bieber changes i mean i don't know it's a lot of bieber i wouldn't say it's my favorite justin bieber i like this last project a little bit better a few more bangers even though this one has yummy you already know uh <laughs> It's not bad. It's the usual Bieber, at least when it comes to like his singing, consistency, catchy beats and hooks and give it a light pro. I've never been super pro or anti Bieber. Like he has a nice voice, but never been fully sold on him except for, you know, certain nice songs here or there. But I thought this was his best project yet for my personal taste. Really consistent and good production across the board. Although sometimes almost too repetitive, like the song with Lil Dicky sounds really similar to the song with Travis Scott. Like you almost can't tell them apart or get them confused. But overall, I think it's good. Like a light to solid pro. Next up is Bad Bunny with YHLQMDLG. Strong, which stands for Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana. Now, translate it, I do whatever I want. Or... In his way, I do whatever the fuck I want. I mean, the title definitely speaks to him and the album, especially like all the rollout around it with the videos and presentation and everything. And like the music, I don't think is necessarily my taste, but I think this album did make me appreciate him more from how he delivered it. Give it a like con. It for sure puts him in like number one in the podium when it comes to Latin music. It's like a real rock star. His takes, his views, politics, all that, current with the times. If you hate on this dude, like, you should probably look at yourself. And I know that's outside the music, but he, like, stands for something bigger, which is kind of cool, you know? Like, Latin America doesn't have, a, I don't know, Lady Gaga or something, which is, like, a symbol like that. Again, it's reggaeton, it's rap, a lot of similar sounds, but just switch up the words a little bit and you got more bangers. It's like a formula that's been there for decades now. I have to go with a solid pro on this one. Next up, we have The Weeknd with the album After Hours. I was a fan of The Weeknd back in the Kiss Land. Before that, the Trilogy Days, House of Balloons. Super dope. Mostly because my cousin put me on. She's like a really big fan. Shout out to Erica. And I don't know, like his last project, the, what was it? Starboy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like. It wasn't bad. I still... Too pop. It was too poppy. Yeah, like super radio and... Because he used to be more R&B before he became a pop star. Yeah, it was like R&B and alternative R&B, which was like one of the first times I heard that term. Something changed. He really thought he was Michael Jackson or something. And it's not bad. I'm sure he made a bunch of money, literally became like worldwide known and recognized which is cool i'm sure he wanted that but it changed his music and i wasn't feeling it but with this album he kind of came back and gave me a little bit more interest in his music again 
I have a few tracks that I'll keep listening to, even though I don't know if I'll keep playing the entire album, which was something that I feel like back in the day, you could just play his whole albums and uh, very light pro. He's someone I've kind of dipped in and out of. Again, certain songs are good, but others are kind of misses. And on this album, there's one stretch I really like from Too Late to Scared to Live. And the singles are good, but I don't know. Otherwise, it kind of disappointed a bit or just felt like there's something missing. For me, it's a like con. Last up for pop, we got Dua Lipa with the album Future Nostalgia. Dua's pretty new on the scene. This is only her second album, but I feel like this album is her fully saying, I'm here and I'm a pop star. And for me, it's a major pro. I really like it. I think it's one of the best pop albums in a long time. It's nothing super innovative. It's partially a throwback, but I think it works and lighthearted record that's good for these dark times. So, I mean, shout out to the Albanian queen <laughs> holding it strong. I mean, we grew up with a lot of Albanians, so I have like a weird love for him. And you mix that with London. Boom. Shout out to her killing it. I mean, I'll start off with the cover. Super dope. A weird, like, timepiece look to it. It almost gives me, like, video game vibes to it, too. I don't know. Makes me feel a lot. But in terms of the music, I wouldn't say it's fully my cup of tea. It goes back to what I was just saying about The weekend with them going, like, super pop and worldwide. This is almost her coming out as a mega pop star, too. And the crazy thing is that I feel like this is her lane. Like, this works for her. My problem with The weekend was that he wasn't that at first. For her, like, I feel like this is all I've known. Like, everything I've heard, she sounds like that pop voice that's, like, new to us. And this is, like, her floor to take. My thought is, like, I think she's gonna take Gaga's floor now. Like, Gaga's something bigger. She already made it. She's that. And now she's, like, the new up-and-comer. And I'll always give her music a listen. However, like, I don't know if I'll be listening to it much. But I can't fully hate on it. And I don't want to lean any way. I'm going to beat that smack in the middle and give it a neutral. Now let's move categories. We're going to head to R&B and soul, I guess. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that shows up as the dual genre in iTunes, too. So first off, Party Next Door with the album Party Mobile. Dude's from Toronto. Part of Drake's Lil Posse. I was not a fan of his last album and i don't even know the name of it don't like a single song from it so i can't even recall however this album brought me back to the good old days of party next door few tracks i really like i mean loyal with drake believe it with the queen of barbados i don't even know if she's from there but rihanna good series of songs again there's a bunch of throwaway songs that i probably won't listen to but a lot of old school party next door from back in the days when I started listening to him. So I'd give this a, a pro. Somewhere in between a light and a solid. <laughs> I've never really gotten into him. And this album unfortunately didn't help that. It's a solid con for me. Let's continue on the OVO side with Division. Or as it's spelled out, DVSN. With the album Amusing Her Feelings. This album, on the other hand, did kind of win me over to Division, but especially a couple songs in particular, like For Us, that's my favorite. Easily, it's just an amazing track, and I also like the opener a lot. So those two, I find myself 
gravitating to the most to play, but it's still solid overall. I'd probably give it a light pro though. I've been a little aware of Division, just not that much. Like I have both of their last albums in my library. I don't bump them very much, but I remember listening to Morning After, which is their album before this, and I really enjoyed it. So when I saw they had something coming out, it didn't disappoint. Great tracks, like you mentioned, the opener, one of my favorites. The joint with Jesse Reyes is pretty fire. Always like hearing her. Between Us with Snow Allegra, I think you say it. It's a pretty dope track. I like the whole album. I'd give it a light pro. Next up, we have Giveon with the album Take Time. Talk about a dude that, for me, came out of nowhere. Literally found this guy out because he was featured on a Drake surprise release. He was a singing voice on the Chicago freestyle, but won me over with his vocals immediately right away went to google his name and looked up a few of his songs and this album is great i mean his voice if you haven't heard it super deep super soulful very unique and good start in an album Givion did not disappoint with that this is a, a major pro one thing you didn't mention also is the length i think it's a really perfect amount for an intro project it's around 25 minutes, not too short, not too long, not really any bad songs, has me sold on his voice now, he has good production with it, gonna give it probably a solid pro, who knows, maybe he'll even sign to OVO. Alright, now we move from Drake's camp slash affiliates over to Travis Scott's camp with the Jack Boys, Don Tolliver with the album Heaven or Hell. I was aware of his single, No Idea, pretty much blew up like on TikTok and other places. And I think he has an interesting voice also and distinct one. But with him, I found the album to be very disappointing in that way, just because I feel like he has a lot more potential than he showed on the album. Felt kind of lazy or just not up to par with what I think he could be making. So I'm going to give it a heavy con but i kind of went harder on him because i feel like he could be doing that much better no idea solid i think it might be like one of my favorite tracks of the year if you count it as a 2020 track it's just too good there's even like a whole section on travis's documentary on netflix where don Tolliver comes up and it's kind of showing just the process and like he's one of the first like under the cactus jack label or whatever and I was like, damn, like, this dude's voice is just different. And from there, I was, like, excited to hear what he brought up. And as of the rest of the album, yeah, a bit of a doozy. I wouldn't say, like, fully shows his talents all that much. However, like, I still will bump at least half this album. I can't go con. I'm going to go, I'm going to go light pro. Which moves us to Kiana Lede with the album Kiki. I'd say Kalani is someone that I listen to because of her voice. I like her beats. I like her sound. Her lyrics are dope. But Kalani, I don't know either. Albums are too short. They all, I wouldn't say sound similar, but it's like, I don't know, switch it up. And Kiana came through with that. The track with uh, Ari Lennox, Chocolate, Super Fire, Forfeit is Fire, Second Chances with Six Slack, Black, Slack, name him whatever you want but the track is fire and probably my favorite which is attention i don't know like throughout the album you could hear it all you even hear hints of like outcast and mad at me solid pro yeah she was someone that you also put me on to i was definitely 
happily surprised with her album. It's nothing crazy innovative, but I think it's a really solid example of something based in like the modern R&B sound, but mixing in these 90s kind of throwbacks like you were mentioning. And it's just her first album. So I think it's a really good example of just showing kind of what she's capable of. She has a good voice. She can make upbeat tracks, sadder tracks. I'll give this like a light to solid pro, but I'm definitely happy with it. Another K, Caliucci's with the EP, To Feel Alive. This one came out of nowhere for me. I didn't know it was releasing. And just four tracks, 10 minutes, but I like the amount a lot. It has some songs that were like demos around the time of Por Vida, and it reminds me of that era of her music and that sound, which was not her last project, but the one before that. And I really liked that whole album and sound she was doing at that time. So for me, these are a major plus because it's something extra from that vibe that I can kind of have and live with. Who knows if she'll be going this direction in the future because I wasn't crazy about her last album. Like it has some good songs, but it felt like she was kind of going down a different path that I wasn't as into. So where she goes from here depends on how I'll see that. But regardless, I'm definitely happy with these and just a great little project to have. So major pro for me. Switch it over to a con real quick. Uh, I think I'm like over the Caliucha's face. I wouldn't put her on the Chance the Rapper Kanye West side where like I'm over him and like I don't know if I'll try anything. I still like her older stuff, but I don't know. It's like her sound isn't doing much for me. While listening to this, I was also like, I don't know if I fully like her voice that much. <laughs> like, it's not bad, but it was one of those like, yeah, I don't I don't know if I need this. And sad to say, I didn't put this in my library, even though I have all her other stuff in there. I have to con it. Next up, we have Brent Fires with the album Fuck the World. And hands down, out of anything we're going to talk about today, it's my favorite piece of work right here. Easily the most played album so far, 2020 for me. Like I mentioned earlier, if you come in strong to begin the album, you got me. Especially if I obviously like your music and your sound, all that. And Brent doesn't disappoint, starting off with Skyline, followed by Clouded. Then it goes to Been Away, another one of my favorites. Leads on to Fuck the World, which is one of the singles that he dropped, or I believe the first single. One of the albums I was mostly anticipating, like the last time we did a music episode on this. My favorite work of his so far, and the biggest pro that I can give on this episode is probably this one right here. So he's someone I've definitely been aware of, but I would say you got me to take him more seriously just because of how much you liked him. And I think this album, I'm not as in love with it as you are, but I think it definitely helped me understand his appeal more. And I feel like is another step up for him. And I can see how great he can be. And I'm not saying he's not right now, but I feel like in comparison to someone like Don Tolliver, who I was saying has a good voice, but made a really weak album, like Brent made a solid album, but I think he can make a really great one. So I'm not totally sold on this project in particular. Like I still give it probably a light pro, but it got me more interested in him as an artist. So I think in that way it was successful. Thundercat with the album It Is What It Is or 
It is what it is. What it is. <laughs> I mean, I literally have no complaints about this project. Thundercat, I've been into for a while, but I think this is definitely his best work to date. Before, I would like certain songs and his sound in general, also his personality and everything, but this project front to back is strong, and yeah, I really have nothing bad to say about it. Solid to strong pro for me. Thundercat has been in the map, at least for us, for like a minute now, but it's always been like a few tracks, like, yo, them changes, like, yo, that's just fire. But play like a random track from that album, and it's like, eh, okay. This kind of changed it, like, I think the whole thing is solid. My one con in the album is, like, which he did on his last project as well. I think it's, like, a style thing. He has a few tracks where he, like, super speeds up the tempo, and it's, like, weird, and it's, like, da 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 and it's, like, crazy, and I don't like that because what I like about Thundercat is the jazzy, smooth, like, chill, super vibey, like, I'm at Urban Outfitters, like, let the shit rock. When he speeds it up like that, it's like, oh, you, like, taking me out of this mood that I was in to speed it up, even though you're going to go back to it or something. And yeah, maybe I'll take those tracks out and it'd be like super solid pro. But even without that, I have to pro it. And another quick bit, the pleasant surprise of having Childish Gambino on a song, even though I was already excited about the song because Steve Lacey was in it. It was like, damn. Getting them both on it is crazy. We're going to add in Tom Mish and Yusef Days with the album what kind of music into this category because no better transition than i don't know going from thundercat who has his own jazzy smooth we're talking about full-grown adult music tom mish new project i was not aware of this you sent it to me the other day like oh this came out boom i had to play it. it's tom mish one of the smoothest classiest men there is out here and doesn't disappoint. I mean, it's Tom Mish. We're talking about a real, true goat of vibes, y'all. Like, he's one of those where, like, pop this on, preferably on a record player if you have one. <laughs> open up the windows. Pop open a newspaper if those exist. Sit on your wooden chair. Like, it's just, like, an entire... Like, I could visualize how I listen to this music. His voice is so unique and special, Literally like a voice made for like jazz, even though I don't know if his music is considered jazzy or jazz, but his voice makes the music for me. I could almost care less about the instrumentals. He'll make it and that's hard to con. I'm gonna go with the solid pro. That's interesting because I like his voice a lot too, but when I think of Tom Mish, I think more about his production and his kind of guitar playing and everything where I could hear just certain notes and know it's coming from him like this is a collab project with this guy who's a drummer and producer named Yusef Days and they worked on it together but there's also certain parts of it where I can be like oh this is a Tom-ish part like I know exactly this is Tom's sound and like you said this album is just super jazzy new age jazzy mixed with all sorts of elements even some hip-hop some funk you know and it feels almost like one long jam session in a good way. I've been a fan of Tom for a long time now. I didn't know what to expect from a collab project like this, but I'm completely happy with it. I also really like the part with his dad at the end. And yeah, major pro for me. Switching categories. Let's go to hip hop 
slash rap, which had a really low amount of releases, but let's get into the few of them real quick. So first up, we got Uzi, aka Lil Uzi Vert, with the album slash double album Eternal A Take, which he basically dropped one half of it one week and then the second half the week after and did major numbers with streaming. Uzi, I think, has been on anyone's radar our age, pretty much. But I've never been, like, over the top about his music. Like, it's cool, but never fully sold. Just some good stuff here and there, I guess. But I think this is his best collection of songs to date. I mean, it's kind of hard to really look at it as a body of work because there's so much in there. I think it's good at first and then kind of gets boring over time. I would probably still go with light pro but could even go lower so i don't know this one's a tough one for me to rate because i don't really know much of his older stuff i've never been the biggest fan it's funny because i actually like really like little uzi like every time i see him I'm like oh shit uzi that's what's up like let me watch this or whatever it is just like his aura his look however like the music just never caught on to me let's start off with this too much music like, yeah, relax, two at once, bro, went off. I agree, again, you said it, it feels like a bunch of songs that all could kind of work. It sounds like Uzi, they all sound dope. It just gets super repetitive. I don't think I could listen to the whole thing throughout for fun. It's one of those where, like, if you throw a few of these songs, like, on a playlist and they come up, great. But putting, like, a whole album just to play, I wouldn't enjoy it. I don't know, I'd go with, like, a very light pro. Next up is Jack Harlow with the album sweet action jack harlow is kind of new to me what's popping great track viral i mean youtube went crazy has a bunch of views tiktok it's super catchy i mean kind of like him surprisingly kid from louisville he has a very interesting flow nothing really stands out outside of what's popping and the song i want to see some ass i'd give it a light pro yeah, I mean, this is somewhat similar to Don Tolliver for me in that the viral song slash single of his I really like, and then the rest of it comes nowhere close to it. Literally no other songs on it I'll play ever again. It's a heavy con for me. And then lastly, for hip-hop, let's just do a quick bonus with Donald Lover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, and his album 31520, which we talked about in the episode on him about a month ago when that came out that was like fresh off the release so just any brief update thoughts since then i mean for me i feel like pretty much the same there is maybe something missing there but i still think it has some of the highest highs of the year so i'm happy with it it's still a pretty strong pro for me i'd say i'm around the same it's for sure one of the more exciting experimental sounds so far this year Still, solid pro. Yeah, like, holding strong. Now let's move on to Jack's favorite. I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth. I don't know if this is true, but you know how R&B is like my thing? Well, this category right here, I would say is Jack's thing, which is indie rock and some other variations of rock and I guess even alternative music. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about this before. I feel like we're both you know, heavy into hip-hop, and then you probably lean a little bit more R&B while I lean a little bit more indie rock, but we both can, like, appreciate from each side, too. That's hitting a nail in the head. 
I think that's the first time I ever used that, but <laughs> it sounded appropriate. Let's start off with Beach Bunny with the album Honeymoon. This one for me doesn't do all that much, and that's not in a really bad way. It's more like a, it's a very familiar sound, like West Coasty, fun, beachy type. Uh, I mean, no pun intended with the name, but with the purpose of that, let's say we were fucking driving to Huntington or we were just chilling or something by the pier. I don't know, like chilling in the sand and you pop this on. I might fucking feel it, but being from a genre that I don't listen to all the time unless it's some like fire shit, different, something that does something for me, this almost feels like two in the middle. But yeah, I'd give it like a super light con. I do agree. It's like nothing super special, but it's just a fun, lighthearted thing that I can throw on and it's upbeat and nice and nothing too heavy. So it's just a light pro for me. Next up, we got Soccer Mommy with the album Color Theory. In terms of newer up and coming indie rock acts, she's been one of the ones I've been the most invested in. And so I did have a lot of expectations for this album, which is like her second real album. And unfortunately disappointed, like it has some good tracks on it, but overall I just didn't feel like it was there, like something was just missing. I don't know what it was, but it didn't feel as special as her stuff has in the past. So for me, it's like maybe even a solid con just because of my level of expectations. Interesting, especially like listening to you because you like listen to her more. You put me onto her because I find her one of like the better artists out of the ones we're like going to mention throughout this whole category just because I feel like her sound is different from the usual indie rock artists it's just not like the formula on like the guitar strings that I feel like you usually hear like she'll switch it up or just like go with a different tempo and maybe it's also like the combination of that with her voice which is kind of dope I almost like forget that she exists and I rarely listen to her. But every time she comes up or like I remember or like this new project came out and I give it a listen and I'm like, fuck, like I should be listening to her way more. And I mean, like I just said, this brought those memories from like her past album. But I like it. I like the sound. Give it a like a light pro. Next, let's go with Tame Impala with the album The Slow Rush. Talk about a band, a person. Kevin Parker. Shout out to Kevin. Hey, Kevin on Kevin. Yeah, the goats. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the expectations for this, it's one of those where like, no matter what grade we give it, we should like curve it. I mean, this is coming off Current, which is maybe the greatest album of all time or in contention. You're grading a paper against one that got 100. Exactly. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, here's Albert Einstein. (laughs) Let's rate your IQ test compared to him. You know, like, it's just not fair. There should be some sort of curve. But the slow rush. Really liked it. Very familiar sound. I think many people would even go as far to say that uh, some tracks, some songs could be just like part twos. Some tracks that could have been in currents that just didn't make it or literally just part of that same, like... uh, creative process he was going through at the time and because of those things it might feel like 
they're not as good or like they feel old almost like we've heard it before but in reality if you think about it we should like them because we really like currents and that's kind of where i am where it's kind of like this is familiar sounds similar but it's still fun it's still really good i'm not gonna hate on it it's just hard to top currents and i really like the funkier funner more upbeat tracks on this I would be completely fine if he stays within this, I don't know, realm of his sound. However, I would like for him to switch it up and see what's next or if he could do anything outside of this. With that said, I'd give it a solid pro, which is a good thing because you're coming off current. I do get why some people feel like, oh, he didn't evolve like crazy on this one, whatever. And usually I would want that from an artist like... We've seen it in the past with Kanye before, you know, the recent falling off the bandwagon stuff and people like Tyler and et cetera. But I don't know. I just don't care that this album was similar to Currents. It's still amazing. I'm just happy to have another album from him. I didn't need it to be super different because it still explores other sounds, even if the style is similar. There's so many good tracks on it. It's a major pro for me. Next up, we got King Cruel with the album man alive exclamation point at the end and i've been a fan of him for just i don't even know how long at this point since he was first coming up and i've always liked his stuff i know he's not for everyone but this album just another solid project from him no complaints it's not like oh my god amazing innovative blah 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 but it's another great crew album for me so solid to major pro i gotta keep it funky with you You know this, so it's not a surprise. I just don't know how people listen to this. (laughs) Guess I can see why someone might be attracted to it. It's just not what I look for in music. Like, I want melody. I want, I don't know, flowery vocals and, like, soul and all that. And I guess he has the soul part and, like, yeah, his voice. I can't. And it's almost like his rhythm, his flow, how he, like, sings and spits his words. I literally it's like the sound i just don't like it um yeah it's like easy to con for me next up we have zach villary with the album cardboard city even though i always think of it as Villier, but yeah i almost had to do like an autocorrect on my voice i'm sure he would also say like he doesn't have the greatest like singing or but somehow he makes that shit work and it's super dope it works for him it works with his sound And it's weird, like, not many people can say they have their own sound from Jump. I feel like even the first track I heard from him, it's like, damn, this just sounds different. It's one of those situations where I feel like a lot more people should know who this kid is because his shit is that different and it's that dope. Super fun album. Everyone should check it out. Like, this shit is just that different. It's super dope. Solid pro. I agree with all that, which also leads me into my side for this album in that it's a little disappointing just because i like how unique he is and his last project stood out to me a lot more than this one does this one feels a lot more low-key in a way which isn't bad but i just don't find myself listening to it as much over time as i did with the last one and there are certain songs i like a lot but I don't know. I feel like it's not quite there in the same way. I feel like time will tell a little bit more with this one, but I almost have to go like Khan. Next up, we have Tennis with the album Swimmer. 
I've been into tennis for a while now, and they have a unique sound, but it's also kind of a throwback sound in a way. This album, I think, has a lot of highs and lows. Like, the end kind of dips off for me, sadly. But there are some really strong songs, so I kind of have mixed feelings on it. Like, I could see it as having been a really great album if it had been equal across the board with the highs of it. But the lows kind of bring it down, so I would probably give it a light pro, but I'll take it, like... I'll take the great songs, even if there are some not as good. Even like you can see on the cover, the husband and wife duo, they have that look. It's super fire. My dude has the professional <laughs> bowl cut, strong. <laughs> Somehow it works for him. I know it's like a whole artist preference style, whatever. And the lady has just a fucking puffy, flowery head of curls that also works. It's almost like you can hear it in the music. Super stylized. Could also be included as part of like the grown-up music. Even though it's more on the uh, alternative indie type of sound. But it works. I like it. It's one of those where like I have to be in a certain mood to listen to. Especially this one. Like you said, there's some lows that get a little too moody or very low. But not bad at all. I really like the lady's voice. It's pretty dope. And I'd give it a light pro. Next up we have... Hazel English with the album Wake Up. New artist for me. I don't think I was aware of her at all. I really like how this sounded. I don't know that I'll be listening to the entire album. However, I do like a few tracks that stood out. The opening track is dope, Born Like. I really, really like Combat. It's probably what really like opened my eyes. Like, oh shit, like, I actually like this. And Five and a Dime, which follows Combat pretty dope tracks like i'll probably keep listening to them again my expectations were really low since i didn't know this person at all but i give it light to solid pro yeah i've known about her for a few years now was into her stuff but wasn't like coming into this album with crazy expectations but i was more than happy with how it came out i really liked the project and it's pretty new so i've only had so many chances to listen to it but for me where you mentioned individual tracks, it feels more like one big body of work, at least at this point, after, you know, these handful of initial listens, but really consistent, really like it, no complaints, solid to major pro for me. We saved the most controversial for last. We got Fiona Apple with the album Fetch the Bolt Cutters. I've been aware of Fiona for a long time now. But I've never gotten into her music. Like over the years, I'll keep revisiting it to see if I feel any different. But I've never been able to get into her old stuff. And so I didn't really have any expectations for this album. I didn't even know if I was going to listen to it. But I ended up doing so. And I'm glad I did. And I feel like she finally clicked for me personally. And it's an album where... I completely get if people don't like it because it's a really hard listen and a sound that's abrasive and loud and not for everyone. I really like it and I even almost doubted it in not the first listen but in like the second listen. I was like, did I like this as much as I thought? But then as I kept listening again after, it went from like a hard listen to try to get through to almost like a comfort album in a weird way. 
and I just fell fully in sync with its rhythm, which I think is really consistent and cohesive. And she's someone who got big very young. Like she put out her debut album when she was 18 and she's like 42 now, I think. And you can really feel how mature the record is and a statement of an album. And it's a major pro <laughs> for me. Is this King Cruel's mom? <laughs> Because I can't. Also a name that I've been weirdly like aware of for years. Years. And I don't think I've ever heard a song before this. I feel like I've heard like title of the creator name drop or I don't even know. Like legit like seven years ago or something. And I was like oh interesting. But I don't think I ever went as far as to like oh let me look her up and listen. But her name I don't know. I've always like heard it or seen it. And when I saw her album came out I was like yo. Weirdly excited about it. Like, oh, shit. Like, let me tune into this. Like, I know everyone's going to be into it. Like, let me jump on it. What a mistake that was. I don't know. It's uh, a hard listen for sure. It was really hard for me to get through. It's like watching bad TV or something. I, like, get the feel, the mood, the message behind it. I, I'm okay with people liking it. Unlike King Cruel, where, like, I just don't know how people like it. Was her last album, like, was there a really big gap between this album and her last album? Yeah, it's been eight years. Yeah, so there you go. Like, maybe that's part of it. There's, like, imagine Frank Ocean went eight years without an album. I mean, we got close to that, but it's just, again, like, not for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it, like, a light to a solid con. That is the wrap-up for this episode of quarantine music volume one how many volumes you think we could do of this i mean i know who knows how long we're gonna be in quarantine and even if the stay at home is lifted people are still gonna be staying home a lot until the vaccine is made so we'll see how this continues to evolve but we'll probably do at least one more version of quarantine music yep yep and we got some albums to look forward to that we know of like the 1975 is dropping phoebe bridgers cardi's supposed to drop as well and i'm sure there'll be tons more surprises even though a bunch of artists have also pushed back who were scheduled to release but we'll see i mean we're still like not even in the summer and we have this much heat (laughs) it's gonna be tough like especially when it comes to the end of the year we have to pick on favorites Oh, yeah. The Sears already loaded. Too strong. Too strong. Which is part of why we did this, too, because initially we were just going to do an end of the year thing again, but there's so much to discuss already. So, yeah, that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev on all platforms. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. Listen to pretty much everything we mentioned except for maybe King Cruel and Fiona, but <laughs> peace. Peace.